Welcome to Booked, where two guys review erotic fiction. I'm Livia Snedden. And I'm Rob Olson. This is the episode that was bound to eventually happen. Um, tonight we're going to be reviewing uh, two different uh, books. One is a short, I would call it a short story. It's published, I, I would say almost as a novel, but um, it's very not long. <laughs> um, oh, do I just say the titles? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think to... okay, so we should do this in the format that we normally do. I guess we could talk about, uh, you know, give them the title, and we'll do the synopses as we go. All right. The first title that we're going to be reviewing tonight in what we're calling our Erotica Spectacular. Extravaganza Spectacular. Extravaganza Spectacular 2015. We're we're going to call this our shame and embarrassment. Our, we did this for the hell of it. And there's probably a lot of titles we could go with. Um, The first title we're going to be talking about tonight is, this is me saying this as a professional podcaster, Backdooring the Brat, uh, Tracy, the Tracy um, story. Uh, It's just Backdooring the Brat, colon, Tracy. Uh, in in parentheses, whoa, whoa. This is, does it say colon? Not tri- not not that colon. Like All right, the punctuation colon. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> and then in parentheses, it 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 informs us that this is part of the taboo rough outdoors series. Backdooring the brat, Tracy. I I don't know if we need to say this. I feel like we need to say this in the event that you are driving your kids to school while you're listening to this. <laughs> there's a good chance. <laughs> That there may be some stuff that's not quite for toddler ears, um, yeah. or for um, anybody like any mothers of ours that are listening to the podcast. This is a good time to turn this off so you don't have to mm-hmm. hear your little boys, your little darlings talk about backdooring yeah. brats. This isn't like the uh, the front door of the house got locked, so they have to go around and find another door that's open. This is a yeah. whole different situation. It is an entirely different situation. And then, if that's not <laughs> fucked up enough for you, we will also be reviewing later on this episode, Alien vs. Debbie, an erotic adventure. Adventure. Why do I keep saying venture? An erotic adventure. <laughs> like that old store? Like, remember that department store? I adventure? remember venture. I do. Yeah. I absolutely do. I bought a Star um, Wars toy there once, and um, when I opened it up, there was pieces missing. So, fuck venture. Yeah, I hope they go out of business. <laughs> 20 years ago. Um. Alien vs. Debbie, part of the Fuck All Monsters series, which we have talked about here on the podcast previously. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, Rob is going to read you the bio for our first uh, our first author. Okay, so back during the Brat, Tracy is written by Kiara Ann. I have to imagine that's her actual name and not some sort of pen name. Uh, here's the bio. Kiara Ann has been writing stories since high school. And I'm this is my own personal thought. Maybe she's not too far out of high school and has always had a passion for creative writing and a good glass of wine, even in high school, I'm guessing. Her imagination and fantasies have taken her all over the world and one day hopes to be able to see the world herself and find some romance to call her own. God, that's such a fucking tragic. <laughs> now, Rob, listen, oh, no. we need to treat this like all our other reviews. Oh, Kiara. Maintain our <laughs> maintain our format and our professionalism right, in the right. little bit that we have and give this a fair shot. All right, let's do it. Here is the synopsis um, from, <laughs> from Amazon. Tracy wanted to seduce the new man of the house ever since she first saw him. 
With a little convincing, she has David's hands all over her under the guise of... This is really hard to read because (laughs) one of the things we're going to find is that the punctuation is not a strong suit here. She has David's hands all over her under the guise of learning how to swing a golf club. Her tiny little outfit, though, has him planning other things, taboo things, and he doesn't care if she enjoys him or not. He only cares about that beautiful behind of hers. Luckily for Tracy, she loves every minute of his private lesson. And then there's an exclamation point at the end of that sentence. What does that mean, Rob? What have we learned that means? She loves it. <laughs> She's very serious about it. That's She's correct. serious, yeah. Um, How did we come to do this episode exactly? Yeah, so actually this is kind of a longer story than you might imagine. When, um, when this actually takes us all the way, the backdooring the brat story takes us all the way back to when we first published the book anthology <laughs> as weird as that sounds um when we were looking at promoting the book anthology one of the things that we were doing when we when we thought about doing promotional things was doing like a free giveaway on amazon and taboo of, erotic porn is one of the <laughs> things we came up with <laughs> yeah does everybody have the uh, xxx version of uh the book anthology that first story still a gut punch um uh, one of the things that we decided to do was um, during an Amazon, uh, like a free book giveaway, uh, there's some Facebook groups where you can basically join the group and see what's you know what people are giving away for free on Amazon. So we as booked joined the Facebook group for the free giveaways and promoted the the, the book there. And hundreds and hundreds of people downloaded it, so it was a great success. But still. A member of that group cut to two years and a little and some change later i happened to look at facebook today and someone in that group posted that they had a free book that was out that book (laughs) first can i say that i'm happy that you explained that because i don't know why (laughs) that that club doesn't show up in my feed yeah um it's my i think i'm personally um it's like a friend of yours (laughs) this is what they're promoting (laughs) So from that came back during the Brat, Tracy, Taboo Rough Outdoors. Um, yeah. When we say book, this is listed on Amazon as 20 pages, which is probably pretty accurate. Felt like about 20 pages. So really, it's a yeah. short story. Yeah. It, it was available for free, as Rob had mentioned. That's how we came across it normally. So by the time you're hearing this, if you want to read this um, after you hear our review, and, and this is going to be a starred review, we're going to give it stars. Not whatever that other <laughs> thing means. Do you know what I'm talking about? Publisher Weekly? Like, oh, there's a starred review. David James Keaton just got one. And I was like, all of our fucking reviews are starred. What the yeah. fuck does that mean? Yeah, and then I looked and it was that. just one star. So I don't know what their system is. <laughs> so it's like star or no star? Pretty much. It's yeah. a starred review, yeah. So um, you'll you'll pay two ninety nine. Um, is the going rate for this book um, in the event that you are not lucky enough to get it for free. Yeah. Um, so before we jump into talking about the story, I want to just kind of like tie a bow on the we got the book for free thing. I happened to see this that was for free, and it made me think about how Livius was saying that he would rather review erotica than um, sci-fi. So this ties in a little bit with our Star Wars conversation from the previous episode. Um, I sent him, I screenshotted the Facebook post and sent it to him and said this before sci-fi. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how this kind of snowballed. Ha <laughs> ha. 
I know we <clears throat> we've gotten away from talking about book covers, and I'm always <laughs> mad that we don't talk about them. When I realize, it. let's talk about this book cover. Mm. There is um, a, a young lady who whose face is completely covered by the text backdooring the brat. Um, she looks a little bit like like Zoe Deschanel, though, right? I mean, a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, remarkably so. Okay. Um, I thought it was just me, so I'm glad that you. Like, I thought like she kind of looked, but no, I thought the same. When I looked, I was like, that, that looks like. But she's wearing um, a matching uh, bra and panties that are blue with maybe butterflies on them. I'm sorry, I'm like leaning in really hard to my computer <laughs> screen to see this. And she has a tattoo on her side slash kind of hip area. She's um, previewing the the tramp stamp is what's going on there. And then um, in a font that could only be called oh um, schoolhouse rock, would that be the font? Am I am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I never would have been so uh, accurate with that. Yeah. Yeah. Backdooring the brat, colon Tracy, um, by Kiara Ann. So uh, immediately your eyes are drawn to this cover, and you go something about this even before you read the title uh, leads you to believe that definitely you are getting um, exactly what you paid for, which is um, erotic fiction. I I feel like I saw a credit for the cover somewhere. Maybe it's actually in the book itself. But I think they credit the photo. Oh, okay. Well, okay. But please continue. Um, so that's uh, that's the. I'm, I'm telling you, it looks like Schoolhouse Rock. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to just read to you from the very first page. That's that's. I'm going to set this up so you know exactly what you're getting into. Tracy had a crush on David long before he married her mother, and now this hunk of a man was living under the same roof as her as her. She couldn't help but fantasize about him. That's one sentence with no abbreviation or no, I'm sorry, no punctuation in it. Under the same roof as her, she couldn't help but fantasize about him. So the first thing that jumps out to me about this book, and I have a couple examples, is um, is uh, poor writing um, from the technical aspect. So not necessarily poor storytelling, not necessarily poor storytelling, but the the technical aspect is. Uh, no, nobody, nobody looked this over. This was, this is completely unedited. This is like I typed it out and hit submit. That, like maybe I don't know. So you set up the 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 Kindle version of the book to anthology. Is do you just copy and paste it into a window? Like could you just type a book into a window and hit publish? No, because that's how I feel. No. This this was was put together. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Kiara Ann's process is, but um, yeah, it's a little clunky, little unprofessional are you suggesting that she self-publish is that what you're suggesting <laughs> i'm not just <laughs> suggesting it <clears throat> my oh. my first note is from page three i think maybe four and it's wait it's, you took i know notes. we haven't talked about the story yet it's 20 pages and we read the synopsis so that's a lot of the story um tracy's comment came out of nowhere but instead of nowhere it's k-n-o-w where <laughs> oh shit I missed that. Yeah. I was so into the story, Livius. Yeah. So that's, uh, well, good, Rob. Tell us a little bit about the story. <laughs> All right. So um, the idea of the story is there's a, uh, okay, apparently the, the main character's name is Tracy. And um, she is a college student. And there's definitely a deliberate scene um, in the book that, in the book, the story, whatever. That explains that she has college courses so that we know she's not some underage, you know, kid. So this is like a consensual adult relationship that happens in this book. 
um, who lives at home with her parents. Her mother is remarried, of course, and her stepfather, not surprisingly, is super attractive. And she decides that she wants to, she, she can't help but want to have uh, some sexual relations with her stepfather. And she hatches what can only be considered a master plan uh, for this seduction. Yeah, so let's back it up a little bit. She's tried um, little things. So we're introduced to things like um, she leaves the door partly open while she's showering. Um, <laughs> she knows he's home. She leaves her bedroom door open while she masturbates. She um, she's got walks the door the open and... process going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, she is not closing any doors except oddly <laughs> enough, the first scene, like, <laughs> the second interaction between them, she closes the door. Yeah. Did you notice that? Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, I did. So um, and she wears skimpy outfits, but she knows that she has an incredible ass. And and I think I, I didn't. But I, I may actually be quoting directly from. <laughs> the book when i say that so. um yeah apparently our protagonist has an incredible ass and that's what she's thinking she's going to leverage only that uh in order to to succeed in her seduction of this stepfather now rob mentioned the master plan and the master plan is the only thing that david seems to have an active interest in is golf so she decides to tell him uh, tell both of her parents that she signed up for a golf club at school and uh, in college, you know, just at college, yeah, and doesn't know the first thing about <laughs> golf in hopes that David will say, Hey, you know what? I can teach you how to swing or whatever, um, which of course he does. But she has planned, uh, she has planned this out, and, and she has a very, very um, seductive golfing outfit that is all white the um, most seductive colors, seductive of colors, yeah, yes, white. Uh, white and then there's some pink I think on her socks if I remember correctly maybe pink and baby blue or something on her socks (laughs) and um, she is going to use this outfit and his love of golf to seduce him yeah so um, if I remember correctly it's a a white polo shirt a white like frilly frilly skirt uh, yeah, I think maybe. I think the word frilly. Anyway, I'd have to search it. But anyway, I don't think it's worth it. Uh, white shirt, white skirt. Like Livia said, I think the socks have some pink in them. Um, surprisingly, this really kind of shocked me. There was no mention of pigtails. <laughs> well, no, because she's in college. Yeah, but all right. All right. All right. <laughs> That's fine. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> She shows up to, I gotta say, she so she shows up in this uh, seduction costume that she chose, and the stepfather. Okay, there was a little bit where she, of course, at one point, the night before the lesson, um, goes down to get a drink of water in the middle of the night because she can't sleep and she's wearing nothing, right? Of course, that's how I go to get a drink in the middle of the night. Yeah, Um, you know what, but. You, you live alone. I live by myself. <laughs> so, so that's. <laughs> I have no creepy stepfathers sitting around in the dining room, like her or, stepfather, or really hot ones, or yeah, or really like, hot. Yeah. So her stepfather was in the dining room because he too could not sleep because he knew he had a sense, a feeling that his stepdaughter was trying to seduce him, um, so he couldn't sleep, and he was in the dining room in the dark when she went down naked to the kitchen to get a glass of water. Um, then there's like so much masturbation. 
Like everybody in the book. Like, so she goes down naked to get water. Every character that's ever mentioned masturbates. Uh, and then it's the next morning. It's time for the golf lesson. Let's not forget, though, that there is a um, there is mention that the 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 relationship is uh, between David and and Tracy's mom is loveless or at least sexless. Oh at, yeah. At so yeah. So this actually um, stands out. Hang on a second, because um, the way they mention the way they describe this is uh, fucking priceless. Um, while Rob's looking, I'm gonna mention that the one thing that's gonna come out of this episode is that the ads. Uh, on my on my browser and stuff <laughs> are going to get really weird. And I, I imagine now that with both Rob and I getting this from Amazon and the amount of books we buy from <laughs> small presses on Amazon, do not be surprised if this shows up in the, oh, people who bought this book, <laughs> Disintegration by Richard Thomas, also bought <laughs> Backdooring the Brat. <laughs> Which actually launched an entire plan of ours to just like subvert our friends' books by encouraging people to buy these two books together. But anyway, um, here's a nice quote. Tomorrow's golfing lesson with her would test his willpower, and deep down, he wanted to give in to temptation. The fact that he hadn't lain with his wife in weeks only made his desires that much harder to ignore. Lane. Yeah, and... This is just kind of weird. So when we look at okay, so and then there's the golf lesson. We're not gonna spoil this because people might read it. But then the golf lesson happens, <clears throat> and there may be some quotes that come from that. <laughs> but we're not gonna spoil the ending to the story. We we don't do that here at Book. Does um, she learn to swing the golf club? That's what my question is. Well, <clears throat> then you must have not finished the story. <laughs> I, uh, I'm. I'm I'm concerned about some things. I'm not concerned. Uh, I think that when I read that, that he hadn't lain with his wife in weeks, it also was, it felt like a stab at it not being infidelity. If that makes Mm. sense. Not that that's a qualifier for it not being infidelity, but that like, like some bro code, like loophole workaround kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like, Oh, well this poor guy, like he's in this, you know, loveless sexless marriage. And that's why, you know, and there was other indicators too. There was the uh, mom didn't look up from her tablet the whole time they were having breakfast. Like there's no, there's zero interaction between the husband and wife. So almost like that excuses David a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I got that feeling too. Right. So I don't know if we should jump down to quotes because um, that might, <laughs> <laughs> that will probably speak a little more how i felt about this book both in its um technical writing skills and in its storytelling skills so if you don't mind do you have some quotes um i didn't realize i was supposed to take quotes that's okay i only have a couple and actually i have four and i guess one of them's only one of them really stuck out to me as as how i felt this was written um actually there's two okay so one of them is rob had mentioned that there's a, a lot of a lot of masturbation and uh so david um after seeing her naked goes upstairs and of course this is the one time she closes the door which to me seemed like <laughs> like a significant flaw as we had talked about the none of the doors in this house can ever close pr- uh, plan that she had right um but he opens her door and finds her masturbating and watches for a little bit and right before she catches him he he scurries off to his own room um and uh <laughs> he takes his phone and goes to the bathroom and this is the quote 
pulled up one of his favorite porn clips and decided to take matters into his own hands. Like that's the level of fucking cheese this was this was done at and that to me is is the perfect example of how the rest of this how the whole story pretty much went you know just just really crappy cheesy you know what i mean did you did you get that same kind of feeling from it yeah i I mean it's obvious that her door needed to be closed in order for her to realize that he opened it Mm -hmm. so she would know that yeah but like it was a plot contrivance and it was there was no continuity between her original plan and yeah, there's some serious conflicts. And then the other ones, like I said, I'd already mentioned the nowhere K N O W. It's just, and I'm, I'm getting this somewhere with this and it might not be something that comes up until our second review, but there was, um, it like had snuck back into his mind, but had his H A D E. There's another line that says, right here, this is will, I will fuck you. <laughs> like this, um, I don't even know that the the author read back through it herself. Oh, and I don't actually know that this is a woman writing this either. So there is no author photo. The author photo is a, is a cartoon character. Yeah, it could be a um, dude. Well, and, and quite honestly, I think that you almost have to be a woman to write this and for it to be acceptable. Because if it's a dude. Creepy. Right. Yeah, yeah, creepy and almost criminal, I think. Probably criminal. So, oh, no. She was in college, according to the story. Well, yeah, but you, you get what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I don't... Yeah, yeah. Overall, and I guess I could. this could be my wrap-up. Oh, hang on, I have a quote. Oh, oh go, no, no, please, please. This is something please that do. never happens, so this is like the one opportunity. I'm going to read you the last two sentences of the story, which is an erotic story about a girl seducing her father. Stepfather? Sorry. Ooh, didn't want to get all taboo there. He never did let her actually hit a golf ball, though. He was worried about the windows of the house. Even though he was pretty sure she wouldn't be able to hit a ball that far at first, he didn't want to take any chances. The end. <sighs> kind of an anticlimax if you... Uh... <laughs> it's, the worst kind, it's the worst kind of story to have. For erotic, yeah. Yeah, for an erotic story. Um, they really golfed the fucking ending of it. Oh God, man! I uh, <laughs> there there was so much more, and that's the whole thing. There was so much I, I wanted to highlight and whatever, and I thought, you know, I don't want to go super graphic with some of the content. We might in the next story because I think there are better reasons to. Um, here's here's my wrap up. Um, I, I I don't read a lot of erotic fiction, so fuck. I don't know. Maybe this is brilliant erotic fiction. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it occurred to me this is this is two ninety nine if it's not free, okay. So it's on a free promo. Um, she has other um, stories, books. Can I read some of the titles? Oh, please do. Um, first time taboo bundle one. Okay, that's not as. Let's see. Um, his brat secret Valentine housebroken brat still in trouble. Uh, his plump princess housebroken brat. Uh, that's the same one. Uh, the complete story of his plump brat. So basically it sounds like there's three stories that have all been put into one book. Uh, <laughs> his plump princess continues. There are three pages of this stuff. Um, and oddly enough, those are all listed as, as uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, right? <laughs> <It's BBW> <laughs> books. <laughs> That's a lot of stories taking place at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. and uh, That's the weird thing. We go to fucking Buffalo Wild Wings, Richard Thomas all the time. I never see any erotic things happening. I've never once seen anything <laughs> like that at a Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, you know, a, a loving, fertile white brat, which is a taboo interracial pregnancy. 
Um, but even in the plump ones and in this this taboo interracial, there's there's the the women on the covers all all look the same. They're all very thin, so there's nothing even on the covers to indicate that his plump darling is anything other than a Victoria's Secret model with with um, the Schoolhouse Rock text over her face. Who, yeah, so, who loves chicken chicken wings? Oh God, yeah. So uh, it, it, three bucks each. Um, free. Oh no, some. I'm sorry. Some of them are nine. Oh, some are ninety nine cents. Oh, and then the complete Ooh. story ones are four ninety nine. Um, that's a lot. And you know what occurred to me while Rob was talking about some of the stories? So I, I apologize. I did tune out a little bit. I don't think I missed much. This is probably no different. I, I typed in Reddit and adult stories into my browser, which, again, is going to do wonders for the advertising that I get now. <laughs> I imagine that in this this um, this subreddit that has uh, 4,700 subscribers, yeah. there's probably a lot of this, and in some cases, um, this, but better. Oh, Hundred percent, and people aren't charging two ninety nine for a, for the equivalent of a twenty page story, and I don't even think this, this didn't even feel like twenty pages. That's the listed page count right. on Amazon. Yeah. Um, but while I was in here, and I know I'm still in my wrap up, but here is I would buy for you, bi for you is the <laughs> the, the top one on the page, no. which is, and I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do some guessing here, uh, in brackets after it says mf. Which either means motherfucker, but I'm thinking it's probably male, female. But then there's another bracket <laughs> that says F, 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 F. So five females, maybe? Five. That's five I was counting. Yeah, so um, let's see. My best friend's mom is one. Wait, Zarn's so that prisoner. was just five females? No males? Uh, well, it, it had two bracketed things. So it says MF for motherfucker, apparently, for European Union. <laughs> and then another bracket with five F. So I don't know. Maybe this is a really long story. Oh, this one actually. Oh, it's free until nine eleven. Guess what? This is an Amazon link. We could have read this instead. I would buy for you. Oh shit! I think I'm gonna get this. <laughs> oh, I would buy for you. Wait a minute. I don't know if I want to read. I would buy for you. <laughs> Telling you. Let's see. So I'm just gonna read some of these for you. Um, Zombie tales. T a i l s. <laughs> free until 9-7 oh so apparently there are stories but there are a lot of just links to Amazon because that one in the little parentheses says it's Amazon link um, Office Women Part 5 Happy Hour oh Maritza my Latin FWB Friends with Benefits oh okay thanks I was trying to figure out what that is <laughs> um, I Hate You Now Fuck Me this is M slash F Hate Whoa. Sex I Hate You Now Fuck Me Yep, it's hate sex. That's got with, potential. With three X's at the end. Yep. Um, let's Wait, see. are we still in your wrap up? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was, that was just, I guess part of my wrap up was that don't pay three bucks for this crap. If you want this, I'm sure you can go to Reddit. I'm sure there are a million other places online. This is the first thing that came to mind, and sure enough, I was not uh, let down. There is a bunch of free sex stories. Probably proofread better. Because um, if, if I know anything about online forums, if there's a spelling mistake or a grammar mistake, 18 people will correct you in the comments. So mm -hmm. maybe Kiara Ann needs to run her stories through Reddit first as a um, editing process, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was thin. It was kind of fucking creepy, like step-parent yeah. sex stuff. It just as, is, you know, and there's, <clears throat> we reviewed Triple X Seamus that had straight up incest. And, you know, I don't think I ever said it was really fucking creepy. You know what? Because I felt mm -hmm. it was an actual integral part of that story and not done just to be done. Right. 
Um, so just kind of creepy and just really poorly written. This this reminded me of like when I was a kid and you get a like penthouse letters. Yeah. You know, you get your hands on a on a yeah. skin bag and there would be the oh dear penthouse. You know, my my mom has been married to David now for three weeks. You know that that just felt cheap and and then. I was offended that someone is charging money for this, I guess is what it really came down to because it wasn't a quality product at all. Not in story, not in technical um, ability. The covers, I like the cover. The cover's good, but that's, that's really it. Oh, I'm sorry. Stars, one star. Ooh, a whole star. Yep. For the, for the, the Zoe Deschanel chick on the cover. Gets okay. one star. Right on. Um, I, I'm going to try and wrap it up in a way that sounds like a wrap up. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my mind. It's lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how to wrap shit up. Uh, yeah, so this was a completely on a whim thing where I think that sometimes Livius and I just play like book chicken. And um, I kind of book chicken Livius on this where I was like, I'm not going to let up. We'll see if he does. And then we just decided to read it. Um, oh, no, this happened because I read it anyway, right? Is that how it happened? <laughs> I don't know. Had you read at the one point you had sent me the link and I was like, I grabbed a copy. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you, you were like, yeah. Oh, I want to talk about this. And I was like, all right, well then I, it's only 20 pages. I can have it read in a couple hours, you know, yeah. whatever when we're recording. Yeah. So, so we, I think we, I think we fail in as much as we take each other seriously too often sometimes. Um, so this was kind of, uh, an accidental obligation. Um, and it turns out it's not a good story. I don't think that anybody was really expecting a good story out of this. Um, it played on some very, very well-worn tropes. Again, pretty surprised I didn't hear about pigtails, but I'm going to let that one slide. Um, if we want to look at it from a, an objectively erotic standpoint, which I think Livius chose not to do for the creepy reasons of the stepfather thing, not that great. There was a lot of weird masturbating and doors being open. Um, it comes down to, really, there was one sex scene, and... Um, are you with me that it was just really kind of forceful and weird? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I think there was actually, and I, I didn't go into this because I didn't want to reread it, but I was reading it. I think at one point, like, there was just like a mistake in it, too. <laughs> like no, a continuity like, error like, in the sex? Yeah, like, like oh, like she was rubbing his butt on him, but then she like stood up, and but she wasn't laying down. I, like, it was just, it, yeah, like, there none was, of it was any good. Now that you mention it, I do remember thinking, Wait, how did she do that if she was doing this? So I don't remember specifics, but again, um, a lot of the erotic qualities were undermined by the amateurish quality of the writing. Um, so really didn't even get anything out of it from that perspective, if that's what someone was hoping to get out of it. <sighs> but it was better than Fifty Shades of Grey for the sex, I think. I don't know maybe Livius might disagree with me well I mean I guess the Fifty Shades of Grey book at least had an editor to talk about continuity mistakes and stuff like that so um, it's a stupid book and it's one star I guess is really what I'm trying to say <laughs> yeah so uh, Kiara Ann I don't think we'll be giving you another shot that's it um, yeah I, I did go to to because at the end of the book it says hey go go find me on Twitter so I did go on on Twitter <laughs> And uh, there are 19 tweets on this account. They they span from uh, January 27th to March 12th. So that's 40 days. Yeah. 
And in those 19 tweets in 40 days, each one is a new. So the first one says, I did it. My first published erotica story, yay. January 27th. January 31st, my second book is now live. Check it out here. <laughs> do, do you see where I'm going? That's like oh, every yeah. three days she was cranking out. I'm assuming, again, I want to be fair. I'm assuming there were another shitty short story <laughs> that got put out there for three bucks. Dude, she's putting it out at, like, Broken River Book Space. Yeah, no kidding, man. That's, god damn it. So, at any rate, um, yeah, go read it for yourself. Let us know what you think. It's it's uh, may still be free by the time you're hearing this. I don't know how long it's going to be free for, but free was a little too much. But I do say go download it just so it shows up next to, like, Richard Thomas's books in the... If you like this, you may also enjoy this. Backdoor in the Brat. Backdoor in the Brat. Can I tell you that the next story we're talking about, I have 15 quotes from? Um, I'm, I'm probably, at one point I just stopped quoting from it, but yeah, I, yes. Yeah, there's, it, it's, it's a very different type of erotic adventure. Can I read the synopsis? I, I wish for nothing else in the world. Alien versus Debbie, an erotic adventure, part of the Fuck All Monsters series. Um, this is by Emma Steele. Uh, there is no, there is no bio for Emma Steele. Go back and listen to our Bradley Sands interview, and you'll get a little more insight into uh, the Emma Steele persona. When a mysterious event mysteriously caused Nancy, Debbie, and in, in, um, what are those called? Co- um, quotation marks. Quotation marks. <laughs> Archer wow. could grow fifty feet tall. There was only one thing she wanted to do with her new body: bang Godzilla. Now that she's achieved that goal, and now that a military bomb has blown her giant body to bits and sent those bits flying into outer space where they mysteriously come back together in the form of her old, non-giant self, there's only one thing she wants to do with her old body. Bang some aliens. Can we already just acknowledge how much greater that synopsis is than the story we just talked about? Yeah, so here's what changes immediately. Is this sounds... Like, it's at least going to be entertaining. Right? It's oh, a, in a big way. Absolutely. It's far better written. And we're probably going to do some comparisons here, I'm assuming. And there's there's a comparison I want to make at the end, too. That's a big, <laughs> that's a big deal. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Um, if you're not familiar with it, um, uh, Debbie Does Monsterland, um, which was originally called Fuck All Monsters, but had to be changed um, on Amazon, um, was, uh, was the first part of the synopsis. She gets mysteriously becomes 50 feet tall um she's captured by scientists she's poked and prodded uh she becomes a little bit of an exhibitionist um but then finds out that there is monster land where uh is an island where all of the um well, i guess i'll say all the, the kind of like asian cinema monsters godzilla mm-hmm. and Othra and all those live um and she makes it there because she decides that they are the only creatures large enough to satisfy her her newly found um sexual appetite yeah, so that's pretty much. Uh, this was interesting because I read uh, W Does Monsters Land, aka Fuck All Monsters, um, originally just kind of. I don't think for an episode, but probably in preparation for talking to Bradley Sands. And the story is very short and ends very abruptly, mid gangbang, um, where <laughs> Debbie uh, is being uh, just massively penetrated by every Japanese monster you could imagine um so it's in some ways i wouldn't say it just seemed like there was more to the story and so thankfully (laughs) they came back with uh uh alien versus debbie which picks up pretty much 
at the very point that Debbie does Monsterland leaves off where mid stroke. Um, yeah. So it's at the point where she's being um, just kind of viol- not violated because she's all about it. Uh, she's hooking up gangbang style with all these monsters. But the one monster that was missing was Godzilla. And that was kind of, I guess that was the disappointing point part of the first story was that Godzilla didn't, you know, get involved. But man, they brought it at the very beginning of, of this story. Yeah, so it kicks off with um, Godzilla wandering over as all the other um, monsters are are done with uh, with Debbie. <laughs> Sloppy monster seconds. <laughs> yeah, and um, and, and Godzilla decides to to have his go at it. Now, I don't know if your first quote is from the scene or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is really, yeah. um, if you're driving with the kids and you didn't hear our, our previous warning, throw the kids out of the car just while you're moving. Just push them out, push them out the door, go back and get them in a little bit. <laughs> um, Debbie is very, very excited. And at one point, I don't, I don't even know if this was mentioned in the first book. I don't remember. But she says she was, she was disappointed that Godzilla wasn't there because that's who she actually traveled to the island to see. That yeah. was her, her goal. So uh, a little bit of setup here. I can't believe I'm actually going to do this. So Godzilla is having sex with her, and I believe at this point he she's um um she's astride him, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. But he. um, I had. I think that for the most of the time they were like he was standing up and like holding her up. Well, that's that's this is the part where I think that happens. Yeah. Because he uses his, so while he's having vaginal intercourse with her, he uses his tail to penetrate her anally, and that's how he pushes her up into the standing position, I think. (laughs) So she is now being double penetrated by Godzilla, just by Godzilla, (laughs) with his penis and his tail. And his tail. So there's not really a quote. His reptilian tail. Yeah, it says, now Godzilla is fucking her. From in front and behind, his cock and his tail pounding at once. He can, Debbie can feel the massive shaft's butt heads within her rubbing together through the thin wall of tissue that separates vagina from rectum. And I can go on. This goes on for like two pages. I actually have a quote that that happens before that, before the sex. Okay. Godzilla watched her gyrate for the camera. His cock spat blue flame, and he cracked the air... With a supersonic roar of lust. It was good, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I think I guess it's good. If it's Godzilla terrifying. were lusty, it would be a supersonic roar of lust. Let's be honest. Uh, while we're on the Godzilla stuff, before we move into this next um, section of the story, because we're still on the first couple pages here, I have one more quote and more uh, demonstrative of how demonstrative. Uh-huh. Of how this uh, of how this this story is written. <laughs> Demonstrative. Thank you. He ejaculates radioactive magma deep into the recesses of her channel. Now this is where it gets clever, because it's not just porny. Like that was kind of like funny, right? <laughs> it's kind of terrifying, but yeah, I guess funny is one way to say it. <laughs> I know we're diving right into quotes. So this is kind of interesting because it's a shift of tense. <laughs> Uh, that happens. This is a quote that uh, it's mostly in the past tense for the you know the first part, at least the first part of the story. And then suddenly, and this is a little bit graphic, um, it shifts into the present tense, and the payoff is in the end of this quote. 
And now, with the moment finally here, Debbie rides it like no other moment has ever been. She bounces her dripping pussy up and down on the moment. She thrills against the tug of the moment, and its friction heats her clit. She melts against the massive purple glands of the moment. Everything is present tense. Yeah, that happened. I gotta tell you, man, there's some clever... I mean, like, if it, it, it was just like... It's funny, and it's clever, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So this comes to an end when the government drops a nuclear bomb on Debbie. Right on this, right on the, right on their sex. Right on their sex. So when I say this comes to an end, not the story, just that that small introduction into the story. Um, Debbie is blown into a million little stardust-like bits. And and see, sometimes I think the reason for quotes is that to get the proper feel, I think you almost have to read the sections. Yeah. So I'm going to read this section. Uh, blah, 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 into the atmosphere and into outer space. Her atoms streaming out like radiation, like a ribbon of etheric jizz, whipping through the emptiness to splatter the distant moon, a cosmic <laughs> cum shot with stardust Debbie as the semen. Debbie is atomic splooge, creaming the face of the moon, pooling into an empty lunar sea. Is it weird that when I hear this, I think, oh, you know who would enjoy this? Nikki Gerling. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that's weird at all, actually. Um, yeah, so she bursts into, like, particles and goes up into, goes out into space as a bunch of different particles. So she's essentially not alive anymore. She's just, but her essence kind of is floating through space, right? To the moon. Mm-hmm. Essentially to the, to the moon. moon. And so, um, when she makes it to the moon, her essence, her particles, um, touch the spot where the flag, the, the, apparently the American flag, when I, I, I'm going to rewind it a little bit. Uh, apparently at some point it's rumored that the United States landed on the moon <laughs> and thanks Rob for classifying <laughs> that. Cause you know, I'm, I'm one of those moon. <laughs> Conspiracy, conspiracy. <laughs> there there's oh, yeah. conspiracy theorists out there, so I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't want to ruffle those feathers. We're ruffling plenty of feathers tonight, but um, uh, apparently in the story, when the when the flag that they planted on the moon hit the moon, it created a wormhole. Um, I don't know a lot about wormholes. I don't think anybody knows a lot about wormholes, but apparently. It's like a play, like it's like a way for things to. Anyway, wormholes are basically a plot contrivance that makes things travel far distances. I'm thinking, but anyway, uh, uh, this wormhole is kind of sucking in the particles of Debbie, and there's this whole weird erotic moment where her kind of non-corporeal essence is, in effect, making love to the wormhole uh, in the universe. And um, it's it's really weird, but I like this quote that I'm about to give you because of of again the structure. Um, it's small, the wormhole, about the size of a human vagina, a normal human vagina, not a giant one like Debbie's had been. Set into the ground, like the mouth of a burrow, the wormhole shimmers and hums, wet with mystery. Again, like a vagina. I gotta tell you. 
there's a couple of great things that happen there. The explanation for the wormhole is brilliant, right? So it's not just a wormhole. There's an explanation that this is where we drove the American flag into the moon and it created a wormhole. Brilliant. The fact that Debbie at least spiritually changes sexes and becomes the, the male. <laughs> a dick, basically. Yes. In this also fucking brilliant. You know what I mean? There's There's just some good stuff here. So... It, it's kind of weird because really we're reading, I'm telling you how brilliant some of the, 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 the plot lines are in a story that started out with, yeah. And she's getting gang banged by these, by Mothra and, and Gamera <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Right. So and I'm telling you, like there's some great plot stuff here. The wormhole, uh, we, we jump forward a little bit. It's a, it's a long passage and, and, and pretty well written, um, a little weird and kind of hard to visualize, but basically, Debbie comes out at the other end of this wormhole, um, completely put back together, but in her normal size self, as mentioned in the synopsis. And she is um, being studied, poked, prodded, not by aliens, nope. but by human uh, men um, on a spaceship that is filled with people who are named after TV and movie stars. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So after all the weirdness of the wormhole, yeah, she kind of comes to, as a normal human, normal human size, not super gigantic, not banging any monsters, um, being observed by normal humans, but in a spaceship. Um, so there's that awkward moment where she's trying to, to figure out where she is, and um, they're surprised that she came out of what I have to imagine is some sort of, like, naked woman particle coma thing. Um because there's this fucked up moment like in the in the wormhole sex thing where she becomes like a, almost like a fetus in the womb of the universe kind of but also masturbates. so fucking crazy you <laughs> I have a quote that supports it though I know I I read it I know but I'm just thinking about nuts and sound right now <laughs> but she's masturbating before being kind of bored there's a lot of creepy shit that happens and then all of a sudden she's just like this patient on a table uh and a spaceship being observed by spaceship people um and she they have this kind of awkward conversation about who are you who am i where am i what's going on that type of thing and i'm gonna throw another quote out there <laughs> because there uh, there's some logical leaps that have to happen in this weird erotic adventure and sometimes they're explained so simply that it's just so endearing. Um, when she is explaining to them that she used to be giant and now she's normal size and she doesn't know why, um, she happens to talk about the last thing she remembers is that the, gov the, the government of the United States dropped a bomb on her. And without hesitation, one of the characters says, of course, this bomb, it must have disintegrated you and your particles escaped into space where they fell into the wormhole and were reconstituted. Yep, that explains it. Yeah. Sometimes it's just that easy. So, I mean, I think that this is not a 20-page story, so I know we went pretty far with our last review. I don't know how much farther we should go unless we're really trying to address a particular something. And there's some things that need to be addressed, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but basically debbie goes on to have sex with people on the spaceship not very different from how the other story 
went, right? I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. We do see um, celebrity aliens just like we saw celebrity monsters, though. And I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't want to I don't want to talk about who they are. I want to talk about who they are, but I don't <laughs> want to talk about it from a from a spoilery standpoint. Right. Because this is this is at least an hour long book. I mean, you know what I mean? Our story. So it's not like the previous piece of shit. We're like, oh, it's 20 pages and then they fuck outside while they're swinging a golf club. Like, who cares? Right. Um, so I, I don't know how much farther we want to go <laughs> into this. But basically, a lot of the rest of my my highlights were were character names <laughs> or situations. <laughs> so um. I uh, I I don't I don't know I have mixed feelings about about liking this I don't know do you do you have more quotes Oh I have a ton of quotes Okay and do some quotes because I realize most of my quotes were spoilery so because so of who's involved in them I'll do my best to to anonymize it um, but sometimes uh, I'll I'll throw a name in there um, if it's not an alien I'll I'll, I'll use a name is that fair that's fair. I do have one, so I'm going to stop because I have one quote. <laughs> and it's the only one I have that I'm going to use. So if I hear you say it, I'm just going to cut you off. Cool. Um, I could hypnotize you. Would you like me to hypnotize you? She thinks about it. Sure. Sigourney Weaver hypnotizes her. Okay, Debbie, you're hypnotized. Now tell me what the fuck happened. That's fucking brilliant, if you ask me. See, and that is that's so brilliant that that when you were talking about how sometimes things are just explained when you were kind of leading up to that explanation, that's the scene that actually came to my mind. Like how simple sometimes <laughs> things can be. Like, and she hypnotized her, and there's no like long drawn out <laughs> situation. Yep. Um, hang on, let me see if I can do another one. <laughs> kind of going on the same thing. Uh, this is even like a whole quote. Um, but one of the, the aliens says, if you're wondering how I know all this, it's because I overheard some scientists talking. That's just fucking brilliant, man. Nice and simple. I'm going to throw in one in the mix here. The only one I have that's not spoilery. <laughs> this is just phrasing. At one point, um, Debbie has the, the opportunity. Um, well, she has the opportunity to have sex with everyone on a spaceship, but she actually has the opportunity to have sex with a woman on the spaceship. <laughs> just this line. <laughs> I'm qualifying this because I guess I could have just read this quote and just left it open to interpretation. <laughs> Veronica grabs the back of her head to smash her face further into the meaty doorway. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. That's uh, cool. <laughs> um, this is kind of like, I, this is if there was a poster for this, like if they made it into a movie and there was a poster, like this conversation, or maybe this would be the trailer, I don't know, but this is like... This really sums up kind of what's going on in, in the story uh, once we get to the alien part. No, Debbie says, it's those aliens who are fucked, or who will be fucked, if we follow my plan, if we just follow my plan. Oh, and what's your plan? To fuck them. Everyone thinks it's a good plan. <laughs> God damn it, this is just brilliant stuff, man. There is, uh, and this isn't so much a quote and I, I said we weren't going to talk more about the storyline but there is a beautiful con I don't even want to say it's a contrivance of what this spaceship is actually outdoing and I'm going to leave that to the reader's imaginations <laughs> but how they're collecting what they're collecting and all of it ties in just to wonderfully entertaining storytelling I've got like two more quotes Okay, this one's quick she licks her lips she licks her lips at him Thirsty for his demon cream. God damn it, man. 
Oh, that's the scene where the guy's selling demon cream, right? Like that's it's like ice cream, but yeah, 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 yeah. He's got that song playing on his. <laughs> on his spaceship. <clears throat> uh, this is super spoilery, but it kind of like in a way that the, a, a non-reader won't understand sets up that there's a third part to the story. So I think it's okay to do. We're on a mission, Debbie. Collectively, we fucked every monster we could find, and it hasn't been enough. So we're after the big game now, the meta monster. We're going to fuck the thing that should not be. Yeah, I I was kind of wondering while reading this if this was going to be it or if there was going to be another one and where you go from this. Yeah. Um, And and, and it's going somewhere. So there is a third (laughs) installment coming. Would you like me to share the title? Oh, yes, please do. (laughs) The Debbie Centipede Lovecraftian Erotica Redefined. I have no idea what that means. I I don't I don't know either. Um <laughs> I got to say these are entertaining. These fucking Debbie does monster stories are just entertaining stuff. So go ahead and do your wrap up and I think we're going to talk a little bit more about these two stories after wrap ups specifically on this one. So having read Debbie does Monsterland, I was expecting more sex and less uh, entertainment, um, but all with kind of a lighthearted, fun kind of atmosphere to them, absurdity to a, a massive degree. So it's not some backdooring the brat situation where um, we're kind of forced to take this story seriously. This is just humor uh, wrapped in erotica. And so that's what I was expecting. And man, it delivered far more than that because of the clever writing, um, kind of the fourth wall making fun of. of the science stuff, just saying, oh, I listened to a scientist, um, and those types of things was great. Um, and so there were some intentionally ham-handed like plot contrivances and stuff just to kind of poke fun at how absurd the story really is. Uh, so from a serious perspective, it was, it was very well done. And the sex was just ridiculous because um, at its heart, it's kind of half sex, half action story. And a lot of that can't be explained without spoiling what happens in the story. But overall, very well balanced between the two and, and just entertaining overall. So as far as an erotic story goes, I'm going pretty high on this one. I'm going to give this four stars. Yeah, this was um, this was well written. There's some stuff that we didn't slash couldn't talk about that I think was was pretty genius plotting. Um, Rob had mentioned that it's a lot more um, actiony than you would expect, which was also good stuff. Um, there was some breaking of the fourth wall. Uh, it's a very clear breaking of the fourth wall that was, uh, it, when, when done right, is hugely entertaining and amusing. It reminded me of Boston Legal in their last season, um, which was done really, really well. Um, that being said, it is a story where a woman has sex with monsters and aliens and stuff. So, I mean, you know, how seriously can you take this? I don't know. You don't have to take it seriously. I thought it was hugely entertaining. Now, that being said, we gave you just a small, small glimpse. I think because we're gentlemen only gave you a small glimpse of what the actual sex is like. And it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty fucking raunchy. So um, if you're okay with that and you want to read something that's written really tongue-in-cheek and um, amusing and, and really well-paced and well-written. Oh, oh, and let's talk about well-edited. 
seem to be pretty well edited in comparison to other stories we've read very, very recently. I think I think Rob's right right uh, on point with this. I think I think four stars is is a good place to put this. Boom. Now, boom. Let's talk about a distinction that we have to make here. <laughs> um, we did not compare to erotica stories. We compared, uh, an, and I'm going in quotes because fucking how bad it was, an erotica story versus a monster erotica story. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that the audience is very, very, very different. Um, for these two stories, I don't, I don't know. And again, I, I'm not, I'm not saying what, what I think, um, you know, Emma Steele is trying to get, um, it, it's, I think this is more of a really weird bizarro story than it's meant to be an erotic story. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, when you look at the also purchased, <laughs> this one already suffers from <laughs> what we were trying to maybe do with backdooring the bread and putting it, when you look at, uh, if you like this, you might like these, there's some very familiar names um, in that. And then there are people mostly from, from the, the Bizarro community, which isn't surprising. Now, I don't know that comparing the two for being the same thing as this. I don't think someone buys this as, as you know, as spank material like someone would buy, I would think, back during the Brat. Oh, no, someone... definitely not. No so, way. Not a so chance. to be fair to, to the author of the, the first story, as fair as we can be. We're not we're not doing an apples to apples comparison. We didn't pick and read a, a terrible erotica story and then a brilliant erotica story. What we read was really more of a bizarro story with a lot of weird sex. Now, I was prepared for this. I, a long time ago, so uh, <laughs> I, much like Livius, haven't read much erotic fiction. Um, just not my kind of thing, but. Um, a long time ago, um, very similarly, someone, uh, it was Neil Smith, Anthony Neil Smith, retweeted an author who had posted that her erotic story was free on Amazon. So basically, if it says erotic and free, I'm pretty much going to go for it. That's what we're kind of getting out of this. Um, it's a story called Sex Shooter by Danny Amore. And that's, it's, that's a fake name. You don't think that's her real name, Danny Amore? No. Mm. All right, well, that's all I've got. So Danny Amore, the fake name, uh, wrote Sex Suitor in 2011. This is a book that I... uh, uh, It's like 29. It's not a huge, long story. Um, Overall, pretty well written. And um, I would say miles above this uh, backdooring the brat that we read today. So, But it's kind of like a... I think the reason Neil Smith retweeted about it was because it was like a, it was like hard-boiled detective fiction with lots of sex, with a female protagonist. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no. And and I'm I'm not saying that there isn't you know much better erotic fiction. Like I said, I, I you know was willing to wager that if we read four or five of these Reddit stories, that, <laughs> that we'd find one that was done better. But yeah, I just from a compare because we did it, we said, oh, you know, here's two stories. But now let's talk value. <laughs> we got the I, okay. we got back during the brat for free, but it regularly retails at two ninety nine. Do you know what the regular retail price? We also got Alien versus Debbie for free. I believe I did. It's been in my queue for a while since it was available for free. Um, do you know what the regular retail price of Alien versus Debbie is? I gotta admit, I don't. Ninety nine cents. Oh come on! So the length is it's about three to four times as long. It's edited well. It's entertaining. 
you know what I mean? It, it's it's a conversation piece, right? Like there's stuff you yeah. and I can go offline and talk about for 15 minutes and there's nothing for us to talk about uh, from that first story. And that story somehow, um, the, the value is three times more if you're looking just at the Amazon price. Um, yeah. So from a value standpoint, obviously going with um, a little bit of Monsters and Entertainment is going to be overall, you're going to get so much more out of it. I will say... The temptation to figure out a female pseudonym and just start writing really shitty erotic stories pretty high after reading uh, that I, first story. Yeah, I just I don't know. You know, there are the stories we talked about before about Bigfoot uh, sex <laughs> author making thirty thousand dollars a month or whatever. I have yeah. to imagine that that's burned. Maybe I'm a steal. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think so. And and a lot of people and you know backdooring the brat isn't um, monster erotica. It's whatever taboo erotica. Um, but I don't know how much this person can sell. So backdooring the brat had no no reviews. Um, Alien versus Debbie only has one review. Oh no, really? Yeah, it's one five star review. It's actually a really well written review. Um, I kind of feel I bad just, for it. Yeah, I I, I don't. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, this other one, I, I'm going to click through some of these Kira Ann ones and see if any of them have um, have any reviews. I wish there was a way on the, well, maybe because none of them have reviews, it doesn't show them like on the, the author page. Mm, yeah. Because I, I oh, oh no, wait, here we go. One customer review for his fertile white brat taboo interracial <laughs> pregnancy. It's a three-star customer review. Um, oh, okay, Lee in Oklahoma gave it three stars. It's a verified purchase. And here it is. So the the title is three stars. That's always really creative. Um, and then the the uh, here's the review. It's buckle buckle in for this. Fair. Click. Fair. Fair. That was it. Fair. Mm, that's really disappointing. Yeah. Did you ever? Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but that makes me think of. Did you ever see for a while there was like a a series of memes where it was like, um, kind of stock like office photos. Uh, and they put quotes from like uh, reviews of porn movies. On top oh yeah, of them. yeah, yeah! I saw that on yeah, I saw that on Imager. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's maybe that's what made me think of that. Oh, there is another one, a four star review for. I'm sorry, I scrolled down. What the hell is this one called? Uh, His Brat's Secret Valentine, and uh, the review is hot. It's the title of the review um, by Amazon customer. <laughs> Short, hot, taboo erotica. Plot played out a little different than what is your typical in this genre. Let's see if Amazon customer reviewed anything else in the <laughs> erotica genre. Oh, Sleeping Over, Bareback College erotica. Oh, Pretty shit. short erotica. It has some steamy action with some romance, so no complaints. Um, <laughs> the Wedding Rescue, book two, an alpha billionaire club, BBW, something or another. Five parts in a Buffalo series. Wings. Yeah, each took about 45 <laughs> minutes. This one is one of the better of the series. They had your typical alpha money man, but he was a likable, sexy character. Same review for all five parts. Okay. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> the surrogate part three, taboo billionaire pregnancy erotica, also reviewed by this person. says, not the best billionaire erotica, but was still okay. <laughs> <laughs> a real fucking connoisseur of billionaire erotica. It's It wasn't... It wasn't... <laughs> It's not the best. Oh, I want to. You should reply to that comment and say what is the best billionaire erotica, because I oh, really want to know. 
and this is a woman that was reading these because they also, I'm assuming, because they reviewed a volatile woman's plush synthetic wedge sandal, brown size eight. <laughs> Don't jump to conclusions. Size eight. Oh, oh and here, yeah, yeah. Like a hold small on, dude. hold on. And now here, here she qualifies and says, really cute. I wear a size seven and a half. <laughs> but after reading, <laughs> I, I want you to get big feet. <laughs> but after reading reviews, order a size eight. I wear a medium width and they were snug without being tight. So not for everyone with extra wide feet. Great fit, very comfortable, and sexy. And sexy. She also bought some Miracle Copper anti-fatigue compression socks. Of course she did. Oh, first times are rough, volume two. (laughs) (laughs) Writing was good, but I hated the plot. Mom knows and is okay with stepdad and her daughter getting it on. So I got a question. You're... You're a, you're a you're a new entrepreneur in the world, right? And you're like, I make these excellent socks, and I'm going to sell them on Amazon because that's going to open me up to a whole new world, right? Right. And you get this really nice review from someone, and you're like, oh, you know what? This sounds like a good person. I'm just going to look and see kind of some of the other stuff they like. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you see where I'm going with this? Oh, oh my god! And then you find out that they reviewed a family affair, my bad boy foster brother, and gave it four stars. Complicated drama and this sort of taboo erotica. Great plot. <laughs> so, what's your reaction? You're this small entrepreneur, and suddenly, like this world of like taboo sex is just thrust upon you because you made nice socks. Oh. That is, that is a very very interesting point. That's it though. She she reviews footwear <laughs> and taboo porn. Oh no, wait. Perry Ellis men's Park Avenue trifold wallet. Great so far. Exactly what I wanted. I purchased it as a Father's Day gift. The leather feels soft. Uh-oh. Tried the slots and had no problems fitting cards and didn't fall out either. It sounds like it could have been a, a review for another erotica novel. <laughs> we'll consider adding more to review after recipient has had more time using it. She's same like same. This. Gave this to my stepfather. <laughs> <laughs> there, oh, wait. Here's another shoe. Um, God damn it. There's a lot of fucking just around. Oh, and hangers. Oh, oh my God. There are multiple hanger reviews. <laughs> I didn't even know you could review hangers. I didn't know that was the world that we lived in. Amazon Basics Velvet Shirt Dress Hangers 50 Pack. Love them. Five stars. <laughs> Work as should. They are thin, just the way I wanted them to be. It makes it easier to get more in my closet. I used to carelessly pull clothes off hanger while still hanging, but now can't do that because these are slip-proof. You don't want to carelessly pull something off a hanger, Livius. Can I, let me ask you a question. You're a worldly man. <sighs> yeah. This woman has reviewed no less than 50 erotic novels or stories or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think this woman is more or less likely to be interesting in a in a um, sexual relationship? I like how you called me a worldly man to prepare yeah, for well, this. There you go. I, was, I was trying to butter you up a little bit, but no, seriously. So, do you think the type of person that reads that reads hold on that reads stepbrother and then says enjoyed no bads about this read two part story has lots of drama so if only looking for steamy action might have to look elsewhere. Um, do you think that that person is more or less likely to be, um, whatever, an enthusiastic and fun lover, I guess is, is where I'm going for. Is she a freak in the sheets? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. yeah, Yes. Or that. She is not a freak in the sheets. Okay. She keeps it all in her head, buddy. All right. I was just curious. I don't know if that's the, the type of person that's more, you know, I don't know. 
Mm-mm. Now, if someone, now if no. some chick reviews Alien versus Debbie and says really good things about the sex scenes, then we know. <laughs> then we know they're totally a freak. Um, any of our listeners, you're you're free to. Uh, I think we kind of forgot for a while that we're speaking to our listeners, but um, <laughs> you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Maybe out of shame, a little bit out of shame. Um, feel free to see if you disagree with my uh, my appraisal of this woman. Let us know because I could be wrong, but I think that she's definitely not what you would call a freak in the sheets. All right. Um, I think we have to, I think we have to, <laughs> we, we have to stop now, right? We're, we're done. I, yeah. So, no one's I, busted in our door yet, which is just a total surprise. How did we not review it so thick? It's, so I just want to know thick. how we fucking did this episode <laughs> and it's so thick was not here's all right. So since we're doing, this is like the two episodes in one week thing. Um, if we get a positive reaction, Oh, fuck. Come on. Don't do this. <laughs> we get guest hosts. We do this shit right. Maybe It's So Thick comes out. <laughs> if it's free. I don't. God damn it. Because I, I, I thought. I was thinking when <clears throat> we were talking earlier and we were just going to drop a review for, you know, just a mini little talking about um, backdooring the brat <laughs> during our um, interlude episode. And then Rob had mentioned he started reading uh, Aliens ver- or Debbie versus Aliens. And I thought, oh, I have that. I've been reading Rita, too. I go, well, why don't we just do it as, as an erotica episode, you know, and do a second episode. And I really was thinking in my mind, like, well, we better get out whatever we want to say because this is the only fucking time this is happening. <laughs> and now Rob has opened it up to, we, we can do this more often. It's not sci-fi. Or well, fantasy. hold on a second. I'm pretty sure that fucking Debbie versus Aliens was sci-fi. I don't know if you get more sci-fi. Than... I, I don't. I honestly don't see it that way. There wasn't like. I mean, it technically took place in a spaceship, but there was no fucking weird lasers. I mean, there were aliens, but like, I can't. I can't say what I'm thinking without giving away the story. I know. I know. That's. But I was gonna say really because I'm thinking. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, there you go. If we get positive feedback, Rob and his new co-host will be reviewing erotica on a regular basis. Welcome to fucked. Very nice. Were you holding on to that all episode? I it was in my pocket the whole time. Absolutely, right. it was. Um, <laughs> come back next week for where, where I'm pretty sure we're not going to fucking read anything. I'm pretty sure you're getting one uh, episode. Yep. Until oh, oh. sorry, did me to step on your toes there? No, buddy. it's okay. No, say what you're going to say until... Oh. Oh. <laughs> until next time, I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snudden. Keep reading Erotica. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. So the future looks pretty bleak, but you own a Kindle. <laughs> which makes which makes your nights a little warmer. <laughs> that's um, the fucking target. So like you write a story that's 10 pages long that I mean for th- 3 bucks for a woman like that that's just chump change cuz she knows she's like you know, an administrative assistant <coughs> to someone somewhere. So she makes enough money. She's got enough, like... Oh, hold on, though. Hold on, though. Going back, and this is just logistics, right? So back during The Brat, though, I don't know that the target audience is 40-year-old women. It's about a supple, like, 18-year-old, which so, I have to imagine 40-year-old women fucking hate, right? I mean, just especially someone who's single, like you said, who has no real prospects for marriage is probably a little jealous of somebody who's very attractive and young wait so who's the target demographic for backdooring the brat i have to imagine those fucking men like 40 year old men really i i don't see i i don't know i mean first i i, I hesitate to believe that they're 18 year old girls a running around fantasizing about their stepdads and <laughs> well i'm saying but a lot of them enough that that you know that, that it's a market well, I mean, based on the fucking one thing we read, it was that weird fucking shoe-buying woman who was definitely a woman. Who was definitely a woman, and she was buying all kinds of taboo stuff. As a matter of fact, some of the reviews I didn't read were like, oh, there's some good stories in here. Not all of them are taboo. So her market was taboo. And, you like, did you get the feeling that she was younger or older? Oh, I guess she, I probably got the feeling that she was older. I mean, she was reviewing hangers for fuck's sake. That's not something a <laughs> 19-year-old does. Right, right, right. That's like a woman in her late 30s or, mm. you know, early 40s or something like that. Um, I'm thinking that's your target audience. They've got, they're on the older side of having disposable income because they're like a cat lady who just has nothing to look forward to in life. But she likes reading stories about 18-year-olds getting nailed by their stepdads. Yeah, because it's fucked up. Like, that's the fucked up part of her life. Uh, see, hey, maybe you're right. My, my thought was more that the, the, you know, the whatever single woman pool boy fantasy is, you know, more or whatever. You know what I mean? Or weird, like, fucking attacked and violated. You know what I mean? Something <laughs> like that. But someone where they could right, more right. easily put themselves in that situation. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. I'm, I don't well, know. look at how popular Twilight was with the fucking weird old ladies, right? It's because, like... They fantasize about being the girl who was taken by the hot dude. I don't know. I don't understand women. Yeah. I, well, yeah. That's <laughs> good, because if you do... Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. glad that we got like the really like down and dirty conversation happening after the review. Yeah, that's just interesting. Yeah, I, I guess maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. Based on that, I'm, I'm not gonna. I was like, I could do some research. I could find out who else is reviewing these. And I'm like, no, I, I don't want to. Not a good use of your time, but I no. think I'm right, and I think that we write a fucking bullshit erotic story, dude. You know what would almost be worth doing? What? Collectively writing a few of these twenty-page stories. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it's us. Not promoting them. Not nothing. Right. But then coming back to it six months from now with our findings, where we <laughs> make a Twitter profile, where we encourage people to contact us with their feedback. Yeah, yeah. Y- you know what I mean? Like, you know. And oh, that... dude, what if we're like, we'll share. So we've got these like 10 stories and like you've bought one or two. So you like them. We will give you like five if you fill out this survey. Anonymous survey. 
Oh yeah, for demographic and stuff, dude. This could actually we can. Oh, sorry about investigative, investigative <laughs> journalism. I actually think that if we ran this for a little bit, this would actually be, this this would be the kind of thing where you know we get it published in like Vice or something. Yeah, I think there's some. Plus, we we make all the money off of the stories. Yeah, we'll make at least twelve dollars. At least twelve. We should really think about this. We can even crowdsource the erotic stories. We can just get people to. Dude, can we have one where it's about two podcasters? <laughs> like that's that's like the Easter egg if someone comes across it. <laughs> yes, we have to do that. This must happen now. Can we bring people in on this? I on yeah, I don't see why we couldn't as long as they understand that we're doing this for a study. We'll never say who they are. You know what I mean? And that they don't like tell people because we don't want to taint. Yeah the the evidence and if someone writes a story whatever proceeds come from it we'll, we'll fucking pay pound the money like i don't you know what i mean mm-hmm. but we can keep track of how much money we made we create a persona that has a twitter that we just go on there and tweet occasionally like, hey check out my 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 sexy writing you know what i mean like you know at the end of the books there's that we'd love you know i'd love your feedback you know hit me up hot and dirty at whatever on twitter and just to see what what comes through yeah all right, let's make that happen. We should make this happen. This is the best idea we've ever had. I this think is right. way better than 100 Happy Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We could, that's what we could do with that website. Oh, that could be the home of? Or Stubbled Muffin. I've already got... We're so set up, dude. It's pretty genius. All right. We're going to have a call about this later in the week. All right, cool.